0: If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation Podcast. It's your host, Michaela J., your girl, teaching you how to manifest your next level X life right freaking now. Happy last episode of 2019. Hello. How crazy. Everyone in their mom, I shit you, not you guys. There is a Range Rover driving outside of my window right now. Um... <laughs> Okay, casual. I'm pretty sure this happened like two weeks ago too while I was recording. But everyone and their mom is talking about goals right now. So I'm not gonna make an episode about that. Um, not yet, at least. Maybe we can do that in another episode of how I'm kind of planning out my 2020. But I really want to share with you guys the lessons I've been going through because I feel like December has been a very interesting month for me. It's been one of the best months I've had, and it's also been one of the hardest months that I've had. I've experienced major growth and shift. Of ease and flow, and allowing and really trusting, developing confidence and faith, and then also like feeling like things are crashing and burning, and feeling like everything is falling apart to be redirected. So, it's just been a big, confusing full month. And I want to kind of like walk you guys through it and share how I've been feeling and where things got really weird and where things got really hard and tough and when I found myself like feeling so depressed, I would just nap in the afternoon and just things that are very unlike me, but we all kind of go through these phases sometimes where things just get really confusing and all we really know to do is kind of shut down, but we get to choose to shift out of that and open up to the new lessons and the new learnings that need to come out of us. So I want to talk about that because it's like I'm not perfect either. And everything I'm teaching on this podcast is like, it's all the stuff that I've learned, it's the stuff I've gone through um, So you guys can apply it to your life, and I hope that me sharing this, even though it's not really stuff I'd like to talk about online, um, that it will help you and help it'll resonate with you guys, and you'll be like, "Wow, well, it's actually so relatable." Like we've all had those moments where we're just so sad, you just want to like lay in bed and cry and sleep. Like we've all been there, and like I had one of those days this month, which doesn't seem like something that like I would do, but it was. So um, I want to walk you guys through all of that and really how I've shifted into. Deciding on something else after all of it and leaning even more into faith. I find that when things get the most confusing, that's when things are really shifting and rearranging for my ultimate good to bring me like my, to bring me my desires, to bring me the things that I really want and the things that I'm asking for. It's like the universe has to rearrange things to bring what we want our way. So when things get the most confusing, and I will give you guys a very specific example later on this episode, I just found myself like in this tunnel vision of understanding, just full and complete understanding and not clarity, but understanding of why things are happening the way they are and a deep knowing, a deep intuition of like, this is supposed to be happening this way. This was always going to happen. It was never going to not be this way. And you guys know that I have that kind of attitude about everything. It was never going to not happen. You know, that's how I felt about my Tesla. That's how I felt about like getting paid to go to college, like being able to afford all of my trips. It was never going to not happen. It was always bound to happen. So it's like, might as well ease into it and surrender, open up to the lessons and continue to pick a better feeling vibration over and over again. So I'm done speaking generally. That's my long intro for this episode. Um, we have our most exciting sponsor of the entire year this week, the minds and magic and manifestation method program. This is my signature now four month program. I changed it from 12 weeks to 16 because I'm adding in a bunch of new content and I'm so fucking excited about this. Like if you guys have ever wanted to take a manifestation course or really have an overhaul on your mindset where you're held accountable to do these things. Like that's the most important part is somebody like they are yelling at you every single week to like get your shit done and work on your mindset. Uh, If you guys have ever wanted to invest into a course like that, that is what this is, but it's like on crack. It's like the best thing ever. So each week we go through a mindset module and then we go through a magic module and then we go through a manifestation module. So all the things we talk about here on this podcast, but in so much depth, I give you the exact journal prompts that you need to shift. I give you all the tools. I give you all the knowledge. And why it's becoming 16 weeks instead of 12 is because I'm actually adding in a science module to each one. So as we go through, I'll be dropping a new module every single month of kind of the science behind all of this because I have been in major research mode and I'm finding some really groundbreaking and like fucking crazy shit, you guys. So I can't not share it with my MMM girls. There's also so many bonus trainings and I just did a wealth building training that the girls loved. It's a raving fave in the group right now. It is the OG program and we are doing a graduation event in LA where you get to come meet me and the other girls in person. It's just going to be so much fun. And the enrollment is closing this week. So when you are listening to this, I want you to go to the show notes and there is going to be a click here for the application. So you're going to click, you're going to apply. Um, if you can't access the link, cause I know on some platforms, it doesn't let you shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J on Instagram. Let me know you're interested in the program. I can give you the information and we can do your application over DMs. I'd love to hear from you. This is going to change your life. It's changed so many girls' lives. It's the exact process that changed my life, and then I'm taking it to the next level by bringing in the science-y side of things. So I'm so excited for this round. It's going to be so good. Get in before the doors close, put in your application, DM me if you're interested, and I can't wait to see you inside. Our manifestation mode moment this week is actually a really fun one that I've kind of been noticing like low key, but it hasn't like hit the main media yet. So I can't wait to see what you guys dig up and find as soon as I talk about this. But hear me out. Okay. Paperclip jewelry. It seems so like early 2000s, like chunky neon belts kind of style, you know, when people are just like wearing random ass shit, but paperclip jewelry. So one of my favorite YouTubers, her name is uh, Alex. She runs a brand HRH uh, and she has her own jewelry line. She has some paperclip jewelry in there. She's the first person I've ever seen to do the paperclip jewelry. Um, that's that I've been aware of at least. And she has really cute, like little paperclip earrings and they're gold filled. And I think there might be like diamonds or crystals on them. I'm not sure, but I saw them and at first I didn't know how to feel. And I was like, well, they look really cute on her. Like, okay, could be a vibe, but I wasn't seeing anybody else do it. So I was kind of like interesting. And then I actually have a friend who is studying to be a jewelry designer in Paris right now. And he posted this bracelet that is like, a paper clip. It's literally like a giant paper clip on the top half. And then the bottom half is like a colored, just like a band to, you know, make it a bracelet. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. So like, this is really going to be a thing. Like it's kind of a vibe. It really is. And when I saw it the first time, like I said, with HRH, I was like, I'm not sure how I feel, I was like, she has amazing jewelry and it's also cute. So I'm like, I'm sure this is going to be a thing. And then I kept finding. Um, found a little bit more proof. And I'm like, this is going to be a thing. So my friend in Paris is actually making me a custom bracelet with it. So I'm very, very excited to get that in the mail. It's going to have a diamond in it. Can't wait. A girl's best friend, but you guys seek out some paperclip jewelry. And I'm not talking about like a necklace with a paperclip dangling down. Like that's not cute, but like maybe a bracelet that is half of a paperclip or a little, the paperclip earrings. I will link the paperclip earrings from Alex's website in the show notes for you guys. So you can see what I'm talking about, but seek it out. And maybe you can be a little bit ahead of the game for that. I love doing these little predictions almost because people are like tagging me and everything now, like the Fringe one that I talked about. Everybody's been tagging me in fringe dresses. Like, I'm never wrong, my friends. I am never wrong. <laughs> okay, so let's just dive straight into what the hell I was talking about in the intro about December and December's craziness and everything that happened. So let's set the scene. Beginning of December, things are going great. You know, I'm talking about the challenge me and Brooke had done that I talked about my last solo episode, like thinking positive thoughts, really doing my two pages of affirmations, lots of light work. And December was going really easy. Like so well, I felt really prepped. I felt really in flow and I'd spent a lot of December no, a lot of November prepping for launching MMM this month and just getting a lot of work in order because I knew I'd take some days off for the holidays. And so, yeah, I just felt like I was in flow, that I was in, that I was allowing ease for the first time. And I was actually like seeing the results. Like my launch has been great. It's been the most fun I've had during a launch. Everything felt easy and flowy. I had so much fun like buying Christmas presents and everything just felt good, felt good. But you know when sometimes things are just going really easy, it's easier for you to kind of lay back. Like, you know, when you've been pushing for a long time and then things start to go really well, things start to become very easy. You're like, okay, well, now I can afford to like take five minutes off and like breathe and put my feet up and lay down and watch Netflix. And I almost... Did that a little bit too much. So, I want to give you guys some background. The last two years that I've been running like my business, and even before my business, I had my blog and all this stuff. Like, I've been creating content since my freshman year of college. Like, I did YouTube and then I did blogging and I started my business. So, I've always been like, in the hustle mode i've always been grinding and sophomore year i had a full school schedule i was blogging i had a job i was just doing all of the things i've always been like the let's fit as much into my schedule as humanly possible and go 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 that's so capricorn of me but I've always been on the grind. I've always been the one to be asked, like, how do you balance it all? Like you always get all of your shit done. And with this December, so fast forward back to this December beginning, it was going so easy with such flow. And I wasn't really having to try that. Seeing that made me recline. It made me like exhale for once. I was like, okay, we can chill out. But doing that, it almost made me a little lazy. And lazy is not the correct word. It's just the best word, I guess, in this case. I just got a little bit too in that flow state where I was taking off too much time. And it is important to rest. And especially, like I said, like I've been on the grind for a long time. So it's important to like take off weekends, take trips and not be on my phone the whole time. Like maybe have a day off of work during the week if I want to and make sure I get my massages and stuff but I would sleep in like when I started to get like to my lazy state I would be sleeping in I would go really slow I would do rituals throughout the day which is totally fine but I ended up doing like way more rituals than like and then I wasn't getting work done and that you have to kind of find a balance with because yes it's really important to get into flow but also yes you need to take your you know action in the physical realm like that's very important when it comes to manifestation so i was like it's taking off way too much time um i was watching tiktok way too often and you know a good way to explain this feeling it was like a not relaxed time off so you know when you have a project due whether it's for work or for school or you know there's something like pressing with a deadline But you're procrastinating it and you're watching Netflix or TikTok or YouTube or whatever. And you're not, you're just doing that because you don't want to do the thing. And so then you feel stressed out because you're like, oh, I should be using my time to wash the dishes or do this assignment or get ahead of my work. That's how it felt. So every day when I was kind of taking the time off relaxing for the first time in forever, it wasn't a good relaxation. It didn't feel good. It felt heavy. It felt like icky and really caused me to lose caused me to lose a lot of my discipline. And that was really hard for me. I was pushing back a lot of deadlines and I just wasn't showing up for myself. I was doing the inner work, which is great, but I wasn't showing up for myself like in my schoolwork and in my business and in my life the way that I wanted to. And I I was sleeping way too much, like I said, and I was chilling and I wasn't moving forward with the projects that I knew I wanted to complete. And that's so unlike me that I really just lost my sense of discipline. It was so weird. I felt like I lost a little bit of my direction and then things got really complicated with school. So because I started to lose this sense of discipline, I was really losing discipline when it came to school. Like I wasn't really doing assignments. I really dropped the ball this semester. I would go to school. I went to school every single day, literally every single day, except for when I was in Europe. I was so good about showing up. I'd participate in class and I just was kind of dropping the ball and doing stuff outside of school because I would get home and I would immediately dive into, well, I'd go home, I would go work out with Allie, my trainer, and then I would get home and I would start working and I'd start doing the things for the next day to get a little bit ahead. And like I said, in November, I was like really going at it. So I was really focusing on like um, creating the content for my lunch and like prepping myself and doing all of the things and. I have been setting my business up to be scaled, so I was, like, putting together systems and trainings to offboard more, um more tasks to my assistant and doing all this stuff, and I just lost all discipline with school. Honestly, like, I ended up doing really poorly, and I didn't pass one of my classes that I needed to pass, and it was just really hard because I wasn't doing the assignments, and I couldn't get myself to just sit down and do it because... I was becoming so lazy at the beginning of this month. So it was a really weird balance between like feeling good and relaxed and flow and ease in like my business to where I could take a break. But then it was pushing back all of these deadlines that I was supposed to meet so other people could do things for me, whether it's like in my business or at school. And it just kind of all got a little bit fucked up <laughs> in the midst of that. So it's really weird because I ended up, failing that one class at school, which taught me a lot. It was really hard for me, but it was necessary for me to learn the lessons. And I think it's funny because the universe is always trying to communicate certain things to us. And over time, if we're not getting the lessons, things get more and more dramatic to get our attention. So I always think about high school and I always say it was like such a shit show. And like every year, something worse and worse would happen. And all of those had to happen kind of just shake me to awaken me you know that saying and so all of that led up so I could open my eyes to everything I needed to learn and to how negative I was being like there was a huge lesson that I was not listening to so things had to get dramatic and I think it's been the same thing this past semester with school like I guess the universe has probably been dropping me signs that I'm just not used, that I'm not, not used to that I'm not noticing. And so it had to take really dramatic measures to get my attention. And for me, that was failing a class that I really needed to pass to graduate. And it's fascinating because my theme of the month that I've been talking about a lot is like, I've been feeling three emotions repetitively. I've been feeling angry and sad and laughable. It's just the best way I can explain the last one. So I've been really angry at myself just for not doing the things that I know I should have done with school like I was so mad I was like why the fuck would I do this to myself why would I sabotage this like this could fuck up my graduation why didn't I just do the work why am I not disciplined like anger towards myself and then sadness because like oh my gosh I'm so close to graduating and then I feel the class that I needed and that made me sad and I was like wow I've really been pushing through I really showed up every day But it wasn't enough and getting just sad about like spending so much time just to fail. Like I say fail lightly because I don't really believe in failure. And then laughable, which is the total opposite, because I know that all of this like happens for a reason, And whenever shit hits the fan, the only thing I can ever really think of is like there's a reason why this is happening. And I always have this deep knowing like things are rearranging for me to get what I want. And it was always going to be this way. I always say that. You guys know that. I say it all the time. It was never going to not be this way. And it was so true about the school thing because this is super crazy. The morning I found out, So the day that I found out about failing the class, I had found out in the evening, but that morning I did a morning routine and I pulled a card from my Kwan Yin Oracle deck and it was literally the card, um, like Mother of Mercy. And I've never, ever pulled that card ever. I've never even seen it. And so I was like, wow, that's Peculiar. Um, and I was reading the book description. It was saying like, you need to be more gentle, compassionate with yourself. You need to have mercy on yourself. And I was, it just didn't really resonate. And I was kind of thinking like, oh, maybe it's merciful, like being merciful uh, upon somebody else. But then it just didn't resonate. Like, you know, when you're doing a card reading and you hear something and you're like, yes, you make that connection. You're like, that resonates. I did not feel that. And then I went through my day and then later that night I found out I did not pass the class and I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. And it made me think like this was never going to not happen. This was always going to happen. Literally the universe knew before I even knew and it gave me the sign. It was like saying you need to be compassionate and gentle with yourself. That was all I needed to know that like this is exactly what needed to happen. And I'm not saying it wasn't hard. I had the worst meltdown I've probably had in my life or in a long, long time. Like, I was extremely emotional uh, right away. Like, so angry and sad immediately. The laughable part, that came later. That came after my natural reaction. But I remember being in bed and just instantly falling, like grabbing a towel and just like sobbing into the towel. I like punched the wall. I think I kicked the wall. I threw something across my room. Like I was pissed. I remember even literally going into my bathroom and yelling at myself in the mirror. Like it was so dramatic, but I was so mad. I was so angry. And I remember talking to my mom on the phone for probably an hour and just, Repeating, like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, I'm so stupid. How could this happen? And my mom just being like, Michaela, you're not an idiot. You have a lot going on. You have other priorities. You don't even need your degree. Like, my mom's my number one supporter. She's like, fuck school. (laughs) Um, So I just remember hearing that. And she was like, Michaela, you always figure it out. You always get it figured out. Things always end up working out in your favor. Like, this is going to be no exception. There's a reason why this is happening. Just like, you're not an idiot. You know that this is happening for a reason. And even though in that moment, in those months, I was so angry and sad, I knew she was right. I knew even as I was saying I'm an idiot, this is such a waste of time. I knew as I was saying all that, it didn't really feel true because some other reactions I had were like, I was so upset because I was like, it was such a waste of time. It was all for nothing. Like I'm so miserable here and it's all for nothing. When I know like my truth is that isn't true. Like it wasn't all for nothing. I got to spend this semester and get to know my friend Megan really well, who helped like reignite my passion for French. And like, I took an amazing trip to France where I actually felt confident speaking French for the first time. And I just like made good friends and had a good time in some of my classes, even though it felt hard. And even though some days I didn't want to go, even though I didn't do a lot of the work, I still had a good time and I learned and I had my favorite French professors this semester and interesting conversations and different things. So there's always lessons in everything and it's our job to find them. So anyways, coming back to like this full circle moment, that whole, so that was literally last week. That was last Monday. Um, it's still kind of hard for me to talk about because even talking about it right here, like on this podcast is crazy to me because I'm still pretty embarrassed about it because it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And then also at the same time, like it was always going to happen this way. Like the laughable part of that probably came like two days later. I remember driving back to Lincoln with my boyfriend and just like looking out the window at the stars and just being like, this is fucking ridiculous because I want to be angry and I want to be sad, but I know it's all happening for a reason. And that's just the craziest part. Whenever I'm really being tested, when my limits of like trust and faith are being tested, I always know like this, there's a reason to this. Like this was always going to happen and it's making the space for something that I just can't see right now. So honestly, while I've been feeling angry and sad, there's no point and letting myself feel that way because in the end it's just going to be laughable. A year from today, I'm going to be sitting at my computer thinking about that time I failed the class and how funny that was because of how, what it led me to. Like I have no fucking clue what that's going to be. Like I have no clue right now, but and I know in a year, I know in 6 months it's all going to make sense. It's all going to make that full circle moment and that's why it's laughable. Like there's no reason to be angry or sad when in six months you're going to laugh at it and be like, that's one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. So it's just forced me to put myself back into perspective, to check my mindset a lot. And it's really forced me to dig back inward. So that's another thing I want to talk about is that I, like I talked about in the last episode, have been really focusing on light work lately. So that was like lots of affirmations, really paving the way for my future, living in the present moment as I want to view it and the future and what I'm creating. Um, but this is really calling me back to like major, major shadow work. And I want to bring this up because life works in phases. Like you don't always need to be doing shadow work. You don't always need to be doing light work. You don't always need to be doing both. Like you need to do what feels good. And a couple months ago, I was really in a phase of doing deep shadow work every single day. And then I felt like, I could celebrate that. It could celebrate the release of all of that heavy work and spend like two months doing light work. And then that felt really good. And I was seeing results from that. It's all about following intuitively, like what you're feeling called to work on. And so for a while, I was really focusing on working on the light work, but this showed me that it's time to dive back into some of that shadow work. It shows me that there are parts of me that need to be released. There's parts of me that need to be relieved. Uh, so I can fully move on and kind of shed the old life and create a new one going. Going into 2020 so it's interesting how life works in phases and I want you guys to kind of take note of that like when are you feeling like you want to do light work? When do you want to, when are you feeling like you need to do some heavy clearing? And it's funny because one of my clients just messaged me the other day. She just started an MMM and she said that she's like, oh my gosh, I've been doing the affirmation journaling. She's like, it feels so much lighter knowing that I don't have to like dig into emotional shit every time. And I'm like, yes, that's when it works the best because you're following what feels good, what you're feeling called to clear or bring about. So, it's really interesting how all of that happens and kind of the last thing I want to talk about with all of this is that it's this weird sensation I have um and I it's called tunnel vision but it's the most specific tunnel vision I've ever experienced or heard about I guess and I don't know if this happens to anybody else so that's why I'm sharing it because I've never heard of this happening to anybody um Whenever shit hits the fan, whenever things feel crazy, I always get this visual in my mind of this weird light tunnel that literally goes from like my third eye to a full moon. So imagine there's a full moon, you're standing outside, and it's just this tunnel vision of literally just a white light going straight from your head into the full moon. Um, And there's shit going on around it. Like outside of that white light tunnel, like there could be a thunderstorm, there could be lightning, hail, tornadoes, like literally hell could be raising, but you are just focused on this light tunnel. You are only focused on this tunnel vision. Whenever something goes wrong, that's exactly how I feel. That's the visual that plays in my head over and over and over again until I start to feel better. So last week, like when I was coming back to Lincoln from Omaha after Christmas, like I was feeling really emotional and looking out the window. I was just like thinking about this tunnel vision and That's where it becomes so laughable. It's like there's no reason to fight the chaos. There's no reason to get upset about the chaos. There's no reason to allow myself to go there when I know that my eyes are on the prize. And the prize is like my dream life. It's like my, I'm focused. I'm so focused on my outcome. I'm so focused on my desire. I look at it every single day. I have that tunnel vision on that everything else going on around me that doesn't make sense. That's confusing. That's fucked up. It doesn't even matter because when I'm looking in this light tunnel, I'm looking straight at the end straight to the end result and the end result is this white circle which is the moon apparently in this vision and I kind of think of it as the saying like shoot for the stars and you you know like you might land at the moon like that's fucking fine I would love to go to the moon (laughs) but it's you know that idea just like go really really big and even if you get halfway there like that's still fucking amazing and I think I know know that subconsciously, that every single step I take, every single action I take, every single journal session, it's getting me a step closer to that vision. And if I land on the moon instead of the stars, that's fucking fine. Like, you know, at least I lived my best life. And it's when we have our eyes on that tunnel vision, it doesn't matter what's going on outside of you. That's why it's laughable because it would be laughable to step into the chaos when you don't need to, when you can just choose to be calm and choose to know that this is going to make sense, that this is rearranging in, you know, for my good. It's like, it's working out in my favor. The whole universe is rigged in my favor, I like to say. And so I always get this weird sensation of just like, that's what I picture over and over and over again until I just feel okay. So all of that happened literally a week ago from when I'm recording this Um, and I'm recording this the day before it goes live. So all that happened literally a week ago. And now I don't have to get that vision, that tunnel vision. Um, because I feel okay. I feel at peace with what happened and like, yeah, it's still fresh. And sometimes when I think about it, it kind of stings, but I know that everything is happening for a reason. And it's interesting how I bounce back from that because how me bouncing back is realizing like, okay, let's get our discipline back on track. Like let's do the dirty shadow work. Let's go in deep and let's go in with deeper trust, deeper surrender, and a deeper sense of purpose. So it's like, I don't need to see the tunnel vision because I already have it front of mind, front and center. And I really think that I have this like tunnel vision, experience, visual, whatever you want to call it. Um, I really believe that I have that because I look at my dream life every single day. Like I have everything set up in my calendar that are the steps to literally achieve what I want to achieve. I, ha- I look at my vision boards every single day. I'm still writing my affirmations every day, even though now I'm doing more of the shadow work. I am pinning to my billionaire board on Pinterest every single day anyways. Like I'm still doing the things to create the dream lifestyle. And I think that's why I had that visual. It's just the, re- the I don't know, literal visual reminder of like, your eyes are on the prize. So that's where you're headed. You're not headed into the chaos. You're headed straight to the thing that you want. And you have to remember that anything going on is creating a space for that. So it's been a crazy, crazy month. Just been learning like such huge lessons and lots and lots about myself. And it was interesting to even note like the tunnel vision thing. So I learned a lot from that experience, specifically from school and it made things ultra confusing for me because I was like, wow, I've been allowing so much. I've been in such an ease and flow state. Like, wouldn't this just come as a byproduct of that? And I don't have an answer for that yet, you guys. Like, like I said, I'm still processing all of this. So I don't have an answer for you yet. But those were some of the thoughts going on in my head. But regardless of all of that, and I've said it a million times already, but it's like everything is happening for a fucking reason, everything. And I look back on the semester and I remember when I was on the phone with my mom, I just kept saying, it's all been such a waste of time. It was such a waste of time. It was such a waste of energy. And I, I was repeating like, I am miserable here. I hate it here. I've been forcing myself to stay and it was all for nothing and blah, 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 blah. And like, that was just me and my full like reactive victimhood Nature. And even as I was saying those things, like, even I was so wrapped up in my emotions, I was so wrapped up in the moment, emotional. Even as I was saying them, I could feel that all of it was wrong. I could feel. Feel that I didn't actually feel that way. Like it wasn't all for nothing because this semester I've gotten really close to my friend Megan, who single handedly helped reignite my love for French. And I had such a fun semester. And I had one class that really got me to think. And I got to take astronomy, even though that class ended up sucking. But I got to take classes in the French department with my favorite professors. And it was like, it wasn't all for nothing. Like I learned and I had a good time and I made friends and I got more confident in my French speaking and I took that amazing trip to Paris where for the first fucking time I felt confident speaking French and I learned so many lessons. And even though I feel like my discipline dwindled towards the end, like it actually didn't because I fucking showed up for school every single day for the whole semester. Except for my Europe trip and one day when my car was about to die in the morning every single day, even though I did not want to go. And so it was like, I learned so many valuable lessons, even when I felt like I didn't, even when I felt like it was a waste of time. I know that's not actually true because everything is always teaching us something. So I don't know, major, major lessons. And it just made me look really inward during all of it. And yeah. And another part of all this month a huge thing that I, a huge thing that I learned is a great reminder for everybody that even when you feel like you're in a good place emotionally, financially, physically, whatever, there's still more to uncover. There's still more to learn about your brain. There are still limiting beliefs you get to unfuck. Um, And I had one of those huge unfuck moments with my brain this month. So While I was pondering all of this when I was on the phone with my mom saying, like, it's all been a waste of time, it's so miserable here. Here's the thing. When I am in Nebraska for longer than a month, I tend to get really sad. I don't want to say depressed because I don't have clinical depression, so I don't really like using that word. I just get a little sad and I get lonely, um because I don't have that many friends who live here. And then my friends who do live here in Lincoln, they work normal jobs. So they work a lot. Um, and I have to work a lot of hours because they get hourly pay. And then my other friends, my boyfriend are in Omaha and it's, so I don't see them as often. And it gets a little difficult because I do work for myself and I work from home and I feel like I sit in my room all day long, all alone, which is why I love podcasting so much because I'm like, wow, I have somebody to talk to. <laughs> um, <laughs> So anyways, when I'm in Omaha or in Nebraska for longer than a month, I kind of get sad because I'm like, oh, I'm bored. Like I'm bored and I'm alone and this is just depressing. Whereas when I'm on trips, I'm usually with people or even if I'm on a solo trip, there's just so much more to do. And so this past month, even though things were going really, really well and flowy, I was feeling the loneliest I had in a really long time. Uh, towards at the beginning of the month when things were going well, when things were going well and I could take five minutes to relax and sit back and breathe, I was so lonely. Like I finished like a whole show on Netflix. I was just doing everything by myself and I was so bored and so sad and so lonely. And I was crying one day in my car. I've also cried a lot this month, you guys. It's so weird for me. I'm, I'm a Capricorn, like we don't cry. <laughs> but I was crying one day like in my car, just feeling alone while charging my car and i remember watching this documentary on youtube because i've been super into these documentaries of like billionaire children and like how they live their lives and how they grow up so i was watching this documentary about billion about billionaires and one clip i saw was of this french guy and he i can't even remember what how he had all of his riches but Really, really wealthy French guy. And he was on a private jet with all of these models. And he was flying to a different country, with these models, and they all had custom made dresses from this artist. And they were going to go and help sell art at an art gallery while also wearing the art. It was a really cool concept. But anyway, so they're like on this private jet and they have champagne. They're like popping bottles, having drinks, like having dance parties, taking photos. And I remember thinking, I can't wait to have that much money and have all those friends, like, when I have that much money, finally people will want to be around me. Like, I literally had that thought, like, a week ago, you guys, which is crazy. I had never consciously thought that in my life ever. And as soon as it came up, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is that thought? Like, I literally believed that when I got super rich, whatever super rich meant, whatever level of wealth I was subconsciously assuming friends with, I really thought that once I got super wealthy, then I would finally have friends. That's the thought I had. And this sounds so depressing and sad, but I'm just like talented it straight to you guys. Honestly, I've never had like a friend group. I've always had lots of friends, but never a friend group and not people that I see like consistently every single weekend. I don't have like a group chat. Like a lot of people my age, um, it's always made me feel really left out and really not normal. And then I had that thought. I was like, oh, when I have when I have money, people will want to be around me. And I immediately checked myself. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I started thinking through it. And I really thought that that was true. That's the story my brain was telling over and over and over again for so long. And I had just become aware of it last week. In the midst of all this meltdown, in the midst of everything feeling like it was going wrong, I found that out about myself too. And that made me really upset because I was thinking about it and I was looking for proof in my life that showed that was true. And so on one hand, I was like, well, all of my friends now think I'm rich and I still don't get to see them very often. So I was like, that's clearly not true. And I'm like, on the other hand, I recognize this subconscious belief from my childhood because when I was growing up. We were actually like really wealthy. We were like upper middle class when I was younger and we had lots and lots of family friends. And then with all the lawsuits with my dad before he went to prison, we kind of lost all of our family friends. And so when I was younger, I made that association without even thinking about it, that when we have money, People like us, then we're happy, we're likable. When we don't have money, people don't like us, we're not likable. And I was never aware of this until literally last fucking week. (laughs) So then I had to open up to do all of that work. And I was talking to my coach about it and some of my friends, and I was like, So if people don't like me for my money, if people don't like me for my accomplishments, if people don't like me for the things I've done, then what do they like me for? And I realized it was like people like me because of me, because of who I am. And that's such a foreign concept to me, you guys. Like that is still so hard for me to wrap my mind around. I'm like, wow, people just like me because of me. I'm like, what does that even mean? Who even am I? (laughs) And so that just poses all these super confusing, big life questions but it was like I was experiencing this massive loneliness here in Nebraska because I kept thinking that, oh, once I have money, then I'll have the friend group. Like I was creating that pattern subconsciously. And that just reminded me how important it is to do all this mindset work, because once you're aware of these thoughts, once you see what's going on, once you're open to doing the shadow work, all of it boils to the surface and things make so much sense. Like, Of course, the school thing had to happen for me to get sad and spiral a little bit because I needed to find that subconscious belief. Like, I needed to realize that money didn't equal friends, and people don't want to be friends with me because of my money. And also, who would even want that to be true? Because then they're just using you. Like, it's like I want people to be around me because they want to be around me and my energy, and because I'm funny and wild and weird and adventurous and, like, I don't know, it's crazy. Just me. (laughs) Um, I really lost sight of that, which is crazy. Um, So I started working through that, feeling great now. And it's actually funny because the day after I had that realization, one of my friends texted me out of the blue and was like, Hey, let's get dinner tomorrow. And I was like, Oh my God, yes, let's get dinner. And I literally did not talk about work or money or goals or accomplishments the entire time. Like we talked about travel and our trips coming up and what our plans were. And I didn't talk about work, nothing. And then I left the dinner and I was like, wow, he genuinely enjoyed being around me. And I didn't talk about work. I didn't talk about money. I was like, okay, so now I truly know that that idea, that subconscious belief is not true. It's false. I don't have to have money or accomplishments to have friends. I have friends because I'm a good person and they want to be friends with me, not my money. (laughs) So that was a really interesting thing. But then Oh my God, you guys, like so many lessons, seriously. Then I realized, I was like, okay, well, that means I have to make money mean something else now because it all boiled down to like, oh my gosh, well, like I need to have these designer things because then people know I'm rich and then people will want to hang out with me. And I didn't even realize like, oh my God, like don't even get me started. I love nice things. I love my handbags. I love my Versace sandals. I love my car. Um, I love, love, love nice things. But there was a part of me that wanted to have the nice things and like show them outwardly because then I would attract people who also like nice things and then they would be like oh well she has money and then oh like I'll hang out with her but it's like that's not that's not the pattern I want to create and so yes I'm still going to be buying Louis Vuitton (laughs) yes I'm still going to be buying a Lamborghini in the near future has nothing to do with what I think other people think of me it's going to have to do with me wanting a Lamborghini and wanting Louis Vuitton so I had to make a new meaning to money and I started asking around and being like, what does money mean to you guys? And if it doesn't mean friends, then what is it for? And so it's been, I don't know, interesting for me to kind of reconstruct what I think money is. And really money is freedom. It's the freedom to support yourself and get whatever you want just because you want it. Like you can have your desires just because you desire them. And it's the ability to get to spoil your friends and family. And it's the ability to travel and just to do what the fuck you want. And that's always been my biggest thing. I'm not a rule follower. I've been fired from like four different jobs. Like I love freedom. I love doing what I want. I love experiences and adventures and memories. And I had really fallen away from that in like the chase of money for friends. Um, just such an interesting thing. So now I'm reminding myself like money is for freedom. Money is to create memories and do fun things. And like, I want to be able to like take my friends on trips, and I want to be able to host like really fun, beautiful like Gatsby like parties in like my beautiful home, and I want to be able to let my friends borrow my cars because I own ten of them. Like, yeah, just take the Range Rover home, like bring it back in like three days. I want to be able to do that stuff because it's fun, it's freedom, it's silly, it's like adventure. And then your then your friends are like, yeah, my friend just like lets me take her Lamborghini from time to time, no big deal. And it's like that creates memory for them, like. Because I don't know, it's just like we're all creating these dream lives, and mine is like to create memories of the people I love, and it's not to buy people to love me. So, all in all, it's just been a huge month of lessons and what looks like failure, but it's really just redirection and re looking inward and redoing the work. And what's really come out of all of it are three things deeper trust deeper practices of shifting and deeper versions of deciding. So whenever something seems to like shit hits the fan, I just remember like the universe has my back. There's, there's a reason there's a rhyme to the madness. There is always a reason. And it's my job to keep calm, cool, and collected until I can figure out what the fucking reason is. Just put your eyes on tunnel vision. So just trusting really deep has been one of the biggest things and making everything laughable. I kind of going back to like the angry, sad, and laughable thing. I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, I feel angry, I feel sad, and I feel like I want to laugh at things. And I'm like, and I know all of this is happening for a reason. So choosing to feel angry and choosing to feel sad is genuinely a waste of my energy because in a year, I'm going to look back at this and fucking laugh my ass off knowing what came out of it. Knowing that that failing that class meant I could do X, Y, and Z thing. You know, who knows? I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. It happened last week. I'm not sure, but... I'm like, there's no point in being sad or angry about it when in a year it's going to be laughable, when in a year that's going to be a huge part of my story, when in a year I'm going to see what doors it opened. Like, so it's just trusting and shifting that focus from the angry and sad to knowing this is happening for a reason. It's creating space for something. This is something that's supposed to be happening. And, oh, and coming back to the crying, depressed day I had, or sad day, sorry, um, it was last week I was just laying in bed and I had all this work stuff to do and I had done my daily ritual and I felt good for probably like 10 minutes afterwards, but I could just feel my vibe slumping back down. And I was feeling sad about school and confused and a little bit directionless because everything was so confusing. And I was like, things are rearranging and I don't even know what to do in this moment. So I literally watched TikToks for like two hours in bed and then took a nap and because I was so sad and then hung out with one of my friends. But I had to go through that to decide like, this isn't, or I didn't get dinner with one of my friends. I called my best friend. We like talked and I cried and it was just like a good moment while I charged my car. Um, but it was like, I told my friend Caleb on the phone, that's who I was talking to. And I said like, I can't sit in this sad ass state. Like that's, what's going to keep creating me being sad. I'm like, I need to choose that. Like, regardless of all this bullshit, this is what's going to happen. And I'm still going to be motivated. And I'm going to rebuild my discipline. I'm going to rebuild my confidence, in my self love, because now people love me for me. What a weird fucking concept. Now I need to learn to love myself even harder. Like And it's just choosing to shift. And that goes back to the deciding, choosing to decide over and over and over again every single day. I decide this. I decide this. Decide until you die. (laughs) Keep deciding, okay? So that is a wrap up of everything that has happened in December. And it's really left 2019, like, to go out with a bang. This was the best, craziest fucking year of my life the craziest year of my life. I've been on so many trips. I've met so many people. Like I have grown so much as a person and I just, there are no words. Like I get goosebumps thinking about this year and I could look at this and be like, wow, December, like this month really left a shitty note to the year. But no, like this is incredible. Like showing me where the work still needs to be done, showing me where I need to shed light on things, where I need to be more compassionate with myself, where I need to love myself harder. Like was the perfect end to the year. And now I'm going into 2019 hopeful with my goals set and plans in place. And knowing that I'm about to go into another phase of doing shadow work and that's okay. Like that's exciting because that's what the universe has in store for me to bring me the next level of goods. So it's been crazy, crazy. And what's moving forward? What's next? So today I have to finish packing because I'm way to Omaha tomorrow morning. I leave for Mexico on Thursday, very early in the morning. And I'm going to be in Mexico for like two weeks ish. And I'm going to Bali and Australia and Canada. Like I'm going on a mini world tour. So we have a lot in store. And knowing that, knowing all the things I have in store for 2020. And when you guys are listening to this, knowing all the things you have in store for next year that you are desiring, It's your job to open up to learn the lessons. It's your job to pursue the growth constantly because that's what's going to get you there. That's what's going to get you to the next level and not treading on what's going on presently in that sad or angry state because you know that's not going to serve you moving into 2020. And it's also going to come down to you asking yourself, like, is this what I want to manifest in 90 days? Like me taking a nap in bed after eating a whole bag of bark thins because I'm sad. <laughs> Is that what I want to manifest in 90 days? Fuck no. In 90 days, I hope to be moving into my new apartment or house with all brand new furniture, a shit ton of money in the bank, an amazing friend group, a great tan, a nice body, a gorgeous wardrobe, a business I love, and a pop poppin' TikTok... <laughs> And, like, me taking naps in bed after eating a bag of chocolate, like, that's not going to get me there. So choose to shift. Choose to decide again, you guys. I'm really excited to see what comes for all of us in the new year. It's going to be... It's going to be so epic. And because I keep talking about TikTok, if you guys don't have TikTok, seriously, go download it. It's going to be a huge thing next year. It's already huge. Um, go follow me. I've been posting a like, little day in my life. So they're literally like 60 seconds long. I've been talking about, I don't know, I've been showing you guys like the inside scoop, just day-to-day vlogs and like cute little things like my coffee orders and stuff like that. Um, I'm at the Michaela J on TikTok as well. So Go follow me. I have 99 followers and I really want 100. So somebody go follow me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's what I have for you guys. So that was a lot to unpack. That was very therapeutic for me to talk out. Okay, guys, go apply for the MMM method. The link is going to be in the show notes. If you can't click on it, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J. I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait for 2020 to be your best fucking year. MMM is the way to go. So I'm just telling you right fucking now. (laughs) And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.